Why is trust so difficult to build and even more difficult to sustain over time? How does it get broken so easily? Why do we find it hard to even talk to someone who broke our trust in the past? My name is Gary Furlong. I'm a mediator and conflict resolution specialist. Trust is the most important and least understood ingredient in ongoing relationships. Yet trust, for some reason, is hard to pin down and define. So let's demystify this. First of all, I'll suggest that trust isn't really the issue. Risk is. We can't understand trust without seeing the link to risk. It's only when we feel some kind of risk in interacting with other people that we even need what we call trust. If we never felt we were at risk with anybody, this magical thing called trust wouldn't even exist. But the fact is, we see and feel risk around us all the time. My boss doesn't like me. I think my partner's cheating on me. My coworker is making me look bad, so they'll get the promotion. We don't trust these people, that's true. But really, the problem is that we're afraid of the risks we see. The risk of getting fired. The risk of having our heart broken. The risk of losing that promotion. It's our fear of these risks that make us focus on trust in the first place. So if lack of trust is caused by risk, we need to think about trust as the actions we take to lower our risk in working with others. There are two different approaches, two different types of trust that can lower risk. The first approach is to make friends with people, bond with them, connect with them, be likable, be nice to them, give them what they want to show we're safe to be around and hope they'll do the same with us. This creates a type of trust we call personal trust. We show them we're honest, nice, and safe to be around and they reciprocate. Personal trust is based on knowing someone well, learning who they are, and knowing their character traits. Unfortunately, trying to rely solely on personal trust, especially in our work relationships, doesn't work, plain and simple. Being nice and helpful at work is a good start, nothing wrong with it, but it takes a long time to build friendships and strong personal trust at work, and it's easy to break. And we still feel risk with acquaintances who seem nice. Will they be there when it really counts? Do they really have our back? There's another way to build trust and to minimize risk. Have you ever heard someone described this way? I don't like them, but I respect them. Now this is interesting because it seems we can trust someone even when we don't like them personally, even without personal trust. So what's going on here? There is a second type of trust called procedural trust. This approach to trust focuses on taking the risk out of the process, out of the environment or out of the structure we're working in, virtually regardless of the individuals we're working with. It's establishing and following certain principles that minimize the risk for everyone. By minimizing everyone's risk, trust grows. So how do we minimize risk this way? What creates this procedural trust? What are the behaviors or principles that minimize risk for everyone? Here are the most important ones. The first is transparency, openly and willingly sharing information regularly. Transparency is critical because whenever people don't know what's going on, what do they always assume? The worst. Transparency and openness 
even when it's bad news, lowers our sense of risk and builds trust. Consistency and reliability is next. If the organization is consistent and reliable, we'll trust it more. If our leaders or colleagues are unpredictable, if we're always walking on eggshells, it becomes risky to be around them and trust is low. Respect is next and it's critical. If the process or environment is disrespectful in any way, we want nothing to do with it. Listening is another key risk-reducing behavior. When people feel heard, when they have input, maybe even a bit of control, they feel part of the process. It creates buy-in and trust. Giving clear reasons and explanations for decisions also reduces fear. When we understand why a decision was made, it's much easier to accept it, whether we like the answer or not. When decisions are seen as arbitrary, though, risk skyrockets. Focusing on common interest is the last one. If leaders are seen as self-interested, we're wary and risk is high. Focusing on common interests, however, is seen as ethical. In other words, if someone is demonstrating many of these behaviors or following these principles, we feel safe with them, even if we personally don't like them. That's powerful stuff. With procedural trust, we don't have to be liked to be trusted. Some quick and concrete examples. When promoting or hiring, establish clear skill, education, and experience requirements for the job and post it, along with the full process, screening, number of interviews, final decision, debrief and feedback for all candidates. This is transparent, consistently applied, explain why someone was hired or not, and meets the common interest of the best candidate for the job. It becomes easy to trust this process. Next, when choosing a contractor for construction work, establish a step-by-step -step payment schedule that is directly linked to milestones in completing the work. Payment is made when each step of the work is completed and inspected. This is transparent, reliable, and meets common interests. The work done properly and timely payment made. When introducing change in a workplace, engage your staff in a consultation and feedback process. Communicate a timeline for both the proposed changes and their implementation. Be crystal clear about what feedback can be used and what feedback can't be used and why. This process is transparent, listens to participants, is consistent and reliable, explains why, and sets common goals and objectives. If done respectfully, it will gain strong support and buy-in instead of resistance. Focusing only on personal trust rarely succeeds in the workplace. Friendship is often seen as favoritism. The more we focus on procedural trust, however, the more we reduce everyone's risk by applying behaviors that are transparent, consistent, and respectful, and the more we listen and explain why decisions are made, the less risky it feels and the more trust will build. Finally, procedural trust also builds institutional memory. A well-structured process can survive long after any one person leaves the organization, creating an ongoing culture of trust that's not reliant on any one individual. Procedural trust is the fastest way to create strong and successful relationships. Trust me. To get more information on building trust effectively, and to learn other simple tools to help you resolve conflict and solve problems, 
take a look at the Conflict Resolution Toolbox. It gives you even more strategies and skills for building trust, along with eight other practical tools for resolving any conflict effectively. If you'd like to learn more about how these conflict management tools can be brought into your organization, visit us at agreeinc.com for more. Remember, the more tools you have, the more you can build.